Yeah, what up, y'all? It's Panda Vinci. Y'all listen to the Feedback Podcast. Make sure you look out for this dude. Back. All right. What up, everybody? This is Back with the Feedback Podcast, the only podcast that talks about the nightlife experience. And this is episode number 76. And this is just a part two of a conversation with Steven Sternshine, owner of Empire Control Room here in Austin, Texas. If you haven't uh, listened to part one, uh, go back to show 75 and check it out. Uh, it's all about his journey and everything. So without further ado, part two. All right, let's go. All right, and we're back for part two of the Feedback Podcast, and we're talking to, to Stephen Sternshine. I'm here with my co-host, Jamie. And uh, in this part, we're going to talk about the whole Red River district, what's going on over there with the hotels going up, uh, venues closing, all that craziness. And thank you again for tuning in. And I'll open the, phone, the phones uh, a little later so I can get you guys input if you have any questions for Stephen or for us or you want to comment about what's going on in the Red River area, feel free. The number is 512-539-0225. Again, I'll turn the phones on later. So let's keep the conversation going. Anyway, so back in, what, October 2013, that's mm-hmm. when the Austin uh, City Council declared Red River as a cultural <laughs> district, official cultural district. Uh, so what does that really mean? Does that mean there's protection or what, what, what does that mean? It's just a designation. Um, it doesn't really come with any teeth. Um, and I think, you know, it's interesting, you know, that you bring that up because certainly like the first step in, in like building some sort of system where there is, you know, you know, a little bit more control by the community is getting, you know, a designation as a, as a particular kind of district. But in this particular case, Really, um, what the designation meant was that, you know, the Waller Creek Conservancy folks in the city of Austin intended for, you know, creative, artistic, culturally relevant businesses to be centered in this area. But there is no like nothing beyond that intent. Well, was that something they were planning on adding later or it was just let's just call it cultural district and it looks good on the on the tour like, yeah, like a tour guide like to entice brochure. you. Yeah, like Red River, it's a culture yeah, district. Yeah, and there's well a creek that runs right in the middle of it. It's so pretty. Come see and it. And it smells. I, th- <laughs> I think re- it was a political compromise. I think that the folks who were behind, you know, like pushing for that, which include, you know, the, the people, you know, who have businesses in the Red River area, you know, wanted there to be, you know, restrictions on development and, and you know, like, you know, more teeth to, you know, like I said, to the, the designation, but unfortunately like the, the, the real, the political realities ended up with it being, you know, kind of like a, a Pyrrhic victory, if you, if you will. Uh, Cause uh, I mean, we've seen the, there's been a lot of development in the Wallet Creek project that mm-hmm. you brought up. That's basically, let's just, you know, redo the, the Creek so that uh, in case of a flood uh, also let's make it pretty. Okay, I guess what the pretty pretty much a conservation project type of project. Yeah, I mean it's a combination between you know uh, an uh, uh, there's a there's a conservation aspect and there's a you know a social livability. Oh yeah, they want to build parks too. Mm-hmm. There's, there's going to be a bunch of parks from Waterloo Park all the way down to right. Lady it's a Bird chain Lake. a right. chain of parks. Right. 
And, you know, the, the impact of, you know, what the Waller Creek Conservancy is doing in a very, you know, in the most real sense is, like you said, pulling the areas around the creek outside, out of the 100-year floodplain, mm-hmm. which mean, you know, basically the, the floodplain restrictions that exist basically, you know, prevent anybody from building new structures, new buildings or, or you know, uh, in that corridor. Mm-hmm. And so once the Waller Creek's first phase is done, which is the dam, they're going to be able to, you know, they're going to be able to regulate the flow of water through the creek yeah, and, you know, eliminate the risk of flooding and thereby remove the restrictions that have been in place on development in that area, which is obviously has a huge impact on, on Red River, on the property values, on right. so, what's going to happen to the, you know, to that area. So due to that, uh, then some um, property value go up or some, um, what's it called? Rents went up. Well, so and taxes, the taxes have gone up. That's yeah. that's a reality. That's a reality thing. They've gone up, you know, not as significantly as, you know, just to give some. So, you know, the way that leases work, um, commercial leases work in the Red River District and all around town, you know, you, you as a tenant pay a flat rate, which is called the base rent. And then you pay what's called triple net, which is basically, you know, taxes and insurance on the property, um, that the, that the property, excuse me, that the property, you know, that really the property owner usually like, you know, would pay, but because you're renting the space from him and it's like the standard business practice, the, they pass that cost on along to the tenant. So actually the, the, all that stuff is paid by the property owner, but then they charge you back every month as part of your rent, a piece of that. So, um, so the property, taxes have increased because there was a reassessment of the value of the land. Uh-huh. But, you know, in terms of like rent increasing, you, you know, right now there's, you know, rent increases in property, t- you know, property values are an agreement between buyers and sellers, right? Just like anything else. Like mm-hmm. I have something and I think it's worth X and you want that thing. And either you're willing to pay X or you're willing to pay, you know, less. And, I think right now is what we have is an argument between property owners and business owners over what the actual value of the properties are in that mm-hmm. area, because you see that there's that space that used to be um, metal and lace, right? That's been sitting empty for a long yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And the reason it's been sitting empty is because the, the developers that own it are asking for too high of a rent. And nobody or at wants least nobody to wants that. Yeah, that's the word on the street. I haven't actually talked to those folks directly, but that's the word. Is that those, you know, the ask is is not feasible for any business owner to like consider. And right. I think, I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. but but then you see, you know, Red Seven closing, Holy Mountain closing. Um, so I mean, but but one one thing I I haven't seen in all those reports is there was nobody brings up Empire. How come you guys have not? You have not been impacted whatsoever by all this with no, the hotels going up with the Wallow Creek project or. Well, I would say that those things affect everybody in Red River, including Empire. Yeah. Um, you know, I do lease a portion of the property and the portion of the property that that is leased is is, you know, up, you know, like the I have, you know, another five year term on that lease. Uh-huh. Um, and I have a very good relationship with our landlord and. You know, I'm not anticipating having any problems with that. The other piece of the property, you know, my partner Trey owns. So 
and you know he's a biz a partner in the business, so we have that space, you know, oh, for the good. foreseeable future. But you know that's not the that's not the standard, and one of the reasons that you know, in you know, I've been able to make the investments in the infrastructure and, and what Empire is today is because of that relationship that I have mm-hmm. with the property owner at 606 and with Trey, my partner. So, you know, I think one of the things that isn't happening right now, which needs to be happening, is that the businesses that have been on these properties need to, like, what, or what I'd like to see happen is there, you know, there is a way for everybody to work together. But, you know, I think there's, you know, like they've been fighting for a long time. So, you know, things like what happened at Red 7 and Holy Mountain are going to happen until folks sit down at the table and, and say, listen, you know, like we all really have to figure this out. I don't think the reality is that there's going to be some giant new hotel that goes in on the south side of, of 7th Street. I don't mm-hmm. think that that's something that really is, you know, like going to happen in the next few years. But I do think that there is a risk that the, the, the businesses that go in there aren't music businesses. And if right. that's the yes. case, yeah. what happens is we start, we have another group of people who maybe don't want to hear music at 10 or 11 o'clock at night and start making, you know, phone calls to the exactly. police department and the exactly. music department saying, Hey, like, you know, like what happened with the, the lofts across the street from um, Mohawk. From Mohawk. Yeah, so t- that's that's my beef with... I'm all for... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that, that's Sai alone. I mean, I, I'm all for, um, you know, city growth and people moving here. You know, Austin is always top of the list of best place to live, best place for health, best place for singles. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> best place for all this stuff, right? And then... So everybody but don't in. freaking come and complain. Like, if you know where you're moving, yes. like, that makes absolutely no sense. It's like if I move next to a fucking bowling alley and I'm like, oh, well, I don't like bowling, so you guys have to shut that shit down by, like, 10 o'clock at night. No, I know what I'm getting into, and I know the people that are coming to Red River. So what is it my right, just because I pay rent or whatever, doesn't matter like you guys are paying property taxes you're paying out the wazoo for a lot of things so what makes the residential people have that voice that says hey it's too loud and we need to turn stuff down and blah 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 i mean it's it's been it's a big fight and i don't know how much unless they like you said unless local businesses get together they don't have much leverage you know to compete against hey hyatt is moving in What's up? I mean, but, and I was going to ask you this, has, who's going to step up to the plate and say, hey, we need to have these monthly meetings or every two weeks or something and somebody just own it and then have that one voice that can go out and speak to whomever it is that can represent and all that fun stuff. So first of all, I think you brought up a really good point about, you know, if, if you're coming into a space, what right do you have? to complain about how the spaces that area has been operating. There are, there are definitely some cities around the country that have a a rule that basically like whoever comes, like whoever is there second has the responsibility of like spending the money to make whatever changes need to be made in order for them to like have quiet enjoyment of their property. Right. By, by which what I mean is, you know, for example, the hotel would have the obligation to insulate their walls and their windows so that to reduce the the, the footprint of right. the noise, but that's not something that's currently like that's not that's not a, a law in in Texas or in Austin, right. and so that's something that you know as a group 
of businesses, I think we all would like to see something like that in place because that would really help protect us. Uh, to answer your question about, um, you know, like who's going to, who's going to, you know, start the process. The answer is, you know, the process has already started. Mm -hmm. There's a group, um, in the, there's an initiative in the economic development and planning committee of the, you know, the city of Austin called solely, which is, um, Mm -hmm. you know, basically an initiative to get businesses in these in in a couple of at risk quote unquote mm-hmm. neighborhoods to get together and you know unify their voices so that there's so that they can you know stand up for what's important to them and to that community but who's actually listening that's a good question i think um the you know there are a lot of people who would listen if they were presented with you know the problem, and I think one of the things that's great that's happening now is that there's been news coverage. There's mm-hmm. been a lot yeah, of people, it's been everywhere. people starting to talk about it and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, and so you know, pretty much the people who will be affected by this are everybody who ever comes to Red River to hear music, and yeah. and and that's a pretty big group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know, on top of that, there are all the people who work for all these businesses. You know, hundreds of people who are employed part time or full time, right. mm-hmm. you know, by transmission, by Empire, by C3, you know, like and I think, you know, um, that's the reason why, you know, we kind of have to figure this stuff out or we're going to be, you Screwed. know, ancient history. And we're going <laughs> to have to all move out to you know, to Bastrop and, and oh, yeah. start, a, and out start there. a new Red River up there. Well, and, then, and then watch, and then five years down the road, hey, hello, we're here again. We're building a hotel and some more condos and, and, and parking garages. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... I love the expansion. Don't get me wrong. That's amazing, no, I, and it's growing. It's just, if we still want to maintain that originality in Austin, it's like, why start moving everybody away just because, I'd say, of residents? Well, I mean... I mean, we are the live capital, the capital of live music in the world. All right. That. Yeah. So, you know, you have to, you have to uh, figure out, okay, do we value that? Mm-hmm. E- even though we, it's kind of self-proclaimed. Mm-hmm. Or we're like, okay, well, if people who have the money, you know, come here and they want to invest and they want to build and they yeah. want to make the city grow, you know, money talks, but up to what, to what point? Yeah, it's either do we want to maintain this status slash uh representation of austin or are we gonna just be greedy because it's like oh well the money's coming so let's just take the money and and actually uh there's a report that came out uh in may by the austin music people organization which is a non-profit it pretty much what supports the the music community in austin that's yeah anybody who's touched by music you know is part of the under the umbrella of of austin music people so they do this this um, um, it's kind of it's kind of like a survey or this whole analysis on what constitutes a music city mm-hmm. based on certain criteria like uh, audience development, music tourism, and a bunch of other stuff. And Austin got a C minus. Ooh. And it's supposed to be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Austin got a C minus, and uh, it's got a D in uh, music tourism, which basically says. Uh, just like you were saying, the fact that to open a, a venue or to do any kind of work at your, uh, any kind of work or construction at the venue, you have to go through all this paperwork, right. all this bureaucracy with the city and all that stuff. So, like you said, this, this doesn't happen in other cities, but Austin is like that. Exactly. So we got a D in that. 
Which it totally makes sense. Yeah, but it, it should not be this it way. It shouldn't be at all. Uh, Austin also got a D in audience development, which is basically um, people are less willing to pay cover. To really? get it, yeah, to get in places. You know, people don't realize how lucky we are yeah. with all the stuff that that we got here. There's all music the, so much talent. every day, everywhere. I mean, think about it. And I've talked about this on the show many times. Take Dallas. You mm. go to any, by the time you order your first drink at the bar, you've already spent $50. Correct. That's not even counting gas money. Correct. That's just parking, getting in, and your first drink. Yep. And that, and you come to Austin, you have all this talent, you have all these places, but people are so used spoiled. to, spoiled. They don't, used they're not used to in. walking in, walking out. Oh, it sucks. I don't like the music. Let me go somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, Dollar drinks. Like, yeah. Yeah. Really, and, and and it's funny because when people come here from other cities and they go, "Holy shit, I just got drunk with ten bucks!" Right. <laughs> you know, it's kind of so. How do we, how do we solve it? I mean, I know on your end you got the solely organization, uh, working with the city. Uh, so, but how do people? Uh, how can people help? Yeah, that's so. There's there's two sides to it, right? There's the the advocacy side that you know solely and the the Red River Merchant Association is, are going to address. Um, and, and, you know, that's about creating a system, you know, like you said, there are all these, you know, developers who, who their primary focus is making money and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but we, uh, you know, as, a, as, a, as the city and as the, as a group of people advocating for this, we can create an incentive system that makes it more financially viable to build things and do things in a way that we like, you know, or that, that keeps, that stays in keeping with what the history and the 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 um the appeal of the Red River area is in terms of what um you know the 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 music going people in the in this town can do to support I mean I think you know the simple answer is pay you know you know pay to see a show buy buy yeah. a couple of drinks yeah. and like spend your you know spend you know spend your money on Red River you know as opposed to you know, um, somewhere else. Otherwise it's going to, yeah, (laughs) on sixth street or, you know, otherwise, you know, it may not exist, but I think, you know, the more sophisticated or the deeper answer to that question is something that, you know, I'm thinking about every day. And I know all the other people on red river are thinking about every day because, you know, at the end of the, you know, at the end of the day, we can't necessarily expect to tell people like, Hey, you need to do this thing this way. Mm-hmm. And expect that to happen. That's like, that's yeah. Nobody likes that. Yeah, nobody likes to be told what to <laughs> yeah, do. Pay the cover. Fuck <laughs> like, you. I'm we gonna ha- go to a free bar. <laughs> right. So no, I mean, I think you know the 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 more sophisticated answer to that question has to be, what can we do to provide more value for consumers right. in the who want to come to Red River, right? And you know, make it so that you know it's a uh, it's more of a um, you know a win for everybody. Yeah. I'll say one, one thing that that um, that you guys have done right, and I think you touched on that earlier, is that for for a long time there was no a go to spot where no matter what day what night you showed up it was something different. A lot of bars kind of stick to the same formula, you know. Either they have a resident DJ who plays that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right. or there's just a bar like there's nothing, nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, it's just a. A, a building with a bar in it and then and people go in and drink <laughs> and then there's some music playing like they don't necessarily go past that but i think that 
um, what you guys have done right is one. I mean, you're probably the biggest uh, venue in town as far as area goes, right? I mean, between the garage, the well, patio, and the, the control room. I, I I think maybe we don't have we don't we don't have more square footage than stubs. Okay, but you but at least you can do different things. We have like, one more stage than Stub does. Right. But you you can do... Yes. <laughs> Take that, Stub. The, the, the small victories. <laughs> you don't have the barbecue, though. It's a small stage, too. <laughs> Get a barbecue in there, and then you got it made. Man. I know. I'll <laughs> come yeah. cook. I'll bring some gumbo. I, I have a trailer. Thursday. You can come through. I'll Let's cook. No, nah, but it, it's really... You can go there on any you know given night, and you see something different. I know now you do like comedy on Tuesdays. Yeah. You know, there's uh, the um, uh, black cinema... Uh, mm-hmm. On Tuesdays, you got Pity Grossa, monthly. yeah, monthly. You got Pity Grossa playing there. You have Body Rock going on now, you know. And then you put on shows like you know George Clinton, and so it's always something different. And I think that no matter what happens, you're still gonna get people that will go just because. Hey, if I go inside, there's this. If I go outside, there's that. And then that that becomes like, hey, let me explore. Let me see what they got going on because I know no matter what it is, it's different. It's not just. It's not just a place that happens to have a bar. Which makes me question the whole why people would complain about paying for things because it's like... Exactly, I that's feel the like value it's, right there. It's a, ser- like, it's a service. Like, I'm not going to walk in and expect anything for free in life in general. So it's like, oh, $5, $10, and I'm getting entertainment. Yeah. Why would I not want to pay that? I'm not going to walk to a movie and say... Oh well, should I just watch this movie and I don't want to pay the fifteen whatever it is amount for a ticket? So why wouldn't I pay to see a show? Well, I think you know the 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 movie analogy is a great one, and one of the things that's interesting about the movie industry is how expensive it is. Well, it's real, <laughs> they, those guys set the price. The, there's the the person, the people who put the movies out say to all the theaters, "This is how much you have to charge Correct. for tickets," and to a certain extent. That's what happens in the music industry too, mm-hmm. where when you know when you're br- bringing in national acts, the agent's going to say, "This is where we want to see the ticket price yep. because they want to see a particular guarantee for their act." Right, exactly. Right, right. And the conversation that I always have to have is like, "Well, not in Austin, bro. You know, like, right. you got to <laughs> yeah. take that and like cut it in half exactly. and then cut it in half again, <laughs> and like maybe we can make a deal." Um, and the and the sad effect of that is that a lot of people, you know. Even though there are so many shows that happen in Austin, a lot of great artists and um, performers like choose not to play in Austin because they can't get the kind of money that they're yeah, used to getting. Yeah, there's no ROI at all. And yeah. so you know, to us, you know, so so getting back to you know that that movie ticket analogy, it's like if you charge the same amount for a ticket for everything for all eternity, mm-hmm. people get you know to expect. That that's what you know. You don't ever think you're going to go to the movies, and you're like, oh well, maybe tonight it'll be twenty dollars because right. it's a particularly good movie, or right. maybe it'll be. So that's something that you know, um, you know, makes a difference. But then, you know, again, like, you know, at, at the end of the day, people are are going to pay. Like, if there's com- competition and there's like twenty different shows that you can go to, a yeah. couple of them are free, a couple of them are five dollars, a couple of them are ten dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who really want to go see the act are gonna pay That's you know true. the full right. ticket price. Yeah. But yep. that extra group of people that really maybe is what makes the difference between, you know, a, a super successful night and like a break even night, mm-hmm. they're gonna go wherever it's most convenient for them to drink and hang out with their friends. Correct. They're not necessarily gonna go 
to a, to see a music show yeah, that they're not 100% that into. Yeah. Have you seen have you seen a, a trend though? Have, have people now realized that hey, if I want to have a good time, I got to put in the money? Have you seen that? Maybe change the demographics maybe or anything? Um mm, that's a good question. That's yeah, it's a good question and I think you know, the answer, you know, for us as, you know, my experience is maybe different than, you know, somebody at, um, you know, Transmission because, you know, our struggle has been to establish ourselves as a place that people go for music. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to say, like, um, whether people are, you know, certainly our average ticket price, you know, the amount of money that people pay on average to see a show yeah. is is actually decreasing right now because in order to compete, We've had to lower our ticket prices. When I first came here, one of the biggest mistakes that I made was the way I priced the shows. Like $20 per show or whatever. Yeah, just because, you know, being my, you know, like the, you know, trusting the, the, the instincts of the agents or being like, well, I would pay 20 Really what it was is like, I'm paid twenty dollars to see this show, so I figure everybody else will. But cheap you know, ass. I had to I'll learn. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people are cheap, man. They really are cheap. All right, I'm, I'm gonna turn the phones down. We've been talking for uh, twenty five minutes already. Will you put the number in? Yes. Face space. If you want to chime in, we're talking about the Red River uh, District here with uh, Stephen Turnshine. Did I start it there? Yeah, yeah you did it good. Did it good. Uh, from Empire Control Room. If you want to call in, the number is five one two. Five three nine zero two two five. Calling with your questions, comments, and uh, I'm still giving away the fifty dollar bar tab, uh, uh, courtesy of Peligroso Tequila at uh, Plush Haymaker, uh, where, uh, Empire Control Room. Actually, yeah, that too. Uh, Dirty Bills and was the f- and Black Black Lodge. Oh, someone's calling. Yeah, what's your feedback? Hey, what's up, bro? Oh, it's Jay. <laughs> Hey, uh, I was just listening. uh, I don't. I don't. I I just want to say that I don't think that Austin is cheap. (laughs) I just feel like we have so much to choose from that you can't overprice something or price something too high because there's always going to be a cheaper alternative. You know what I mean? So that makes people cheap, right? (laughs) Yeah, because you're not necessarily cheap. I mean, because. Conservative. I mean, well, I think competitive. So, so, competitive so here, is the word. Here's what I'm. Here's what I'm talking about. Let's take it back to '01 when we used to go to Platinum X and blah 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 and talk about 25 cent wells or yeah. 75 cent triples or whatever. Okay, would that be? I don't think it was because we were being cheap when we were in college. And you know we're older. We don't really go down to that area anymore. You know wherever we go, and we pay a little bit more and we want the more premium drinks. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I can't. I can't say for my speak for you but i've never been one as soon as i hear that there's a cover somewhere i'm like next <laughs> well, no, and but i don't think that's the, me being cheap it's because i know that i could go somewhere have a good time and not have to be a cover and still get the good time that i expect right. and want right you know Hold on. I mean? yeah yeah but let, let me let, let me let me say this uh like your definition of a good time is not a lot of other people's definition of a good time also, oh, yeah, no, 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 uh, also, but if, if, if your plan is just to go to a bar, yeah, there's plenty of places where you could go, you could do that at. Just walk down 6th Street or anything on West, mm-hmm. West 6th, she'll be fine just doing that. The thing, the thing, the thing uh, that we're saying is that if, if shows, an actual right? show, like there's artists yeah, yeah, playing, yeah. there's, uh, you know, there's equipment, they have to, you know, 
uh, put the show together, book it, do all that stuff. Um, I you, think that's more value than just going and ordering a, a, a Heineken no, at the bar. I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, it's it's if there's a show and someone wants to see the show, you should pay for the tickets to go see that show. That makes sense. Or the amount. I'm just saying, like, overall, like, I, I think about my experiences of traveling outside of Austin and, and, and being realizing how spoiled we are in Austin in terms of just the variety and, and, and the cost of things being so much less. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. I just feel that there's just so much to choose from that that's why, like, you know, it, it just is the way it is. I do think that, you know, just, and, and I don't know much about the economics and all that other stuff, but it just sounds like, you know, if there was some type of a, you know, organization or you need to unionize and, and everybody agreed, you know, hey, if we charge this, you know what I mean? And, you know, overall, that would be how it would be. But, you know, going back to your movie analogy, yeah, ticket prices are 15 bucks now. But, you know, I don't know, they were a lot less. <laughs> so things are going to go up, I think, you know, with inflation and, and, and stuff like that. But And the amount overall, of money that people I, I still, end up I, spending on drinks. I'm sorry, if, go ahead. The amount of money that people end up spending on drinks, or if you're buying drinks for girls or people that you don't know, can also end up being more than what you would end up paying to go see a good show and supporting your artists and supporting these clubs and venues. So it's well, a balance. I, I, I agree. I haven't been down to the Red River District or area in a long time. And I remember when I first heard about Empire, I've, I've been there a few times, but you know, everyone has like their little shoes and often where they like to go and where they like to, you know, have a good time or whatnot. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, anyways, what I'm getting at is I took a little bit of a, you know, reservation with it. I don't Austin think is cheap. people in Austin are just like, <laughs> I just feel like we just have. I'm, a, I'm an Austinite too. I can all. say it. That's all I'm saying. All right, man. Well, thanks for calling. Thank right, you. Red River, Thanks. I just have a special place in my heart for it because I was always at Red Eyed Fly where there I'd have a cousin playing there or a boyfriend playing there. I always date guys that tour. So it's like just hearing people that are like, oh, well, you know, I'd rather just go somewhere for free and not pay. I mean, that's fine and you can save your money, but you're probably going to end up spending that same exact amount of money from drinks or like on bullshit by buying girls like all these drinks or something like that. So I'd rather spend the money on entertainment. I mean, to me, it's, it really comes down like uh, to, to Jay's point. Yeah, there's, there is a lot going on on any given night, especially mm-hmm. on the weekends in Austin. That's just the way it is. And everything is so concentrated that if I'm going to pay 10 bucks, I want to make it, you know, worth 10 bucks. Whatever I, whatever I go in, if I have to pay, uh, uh, whatever cover I got to pay, I got to make sure that, okay, I just dropped 10 bucks. I'm not going to stay for five minutes. Right. That's that's how I, yeah. I operate. You're I'm in it to make, win it. Yes. Even if, you if have it, to know that it's going to be a good time. And I think that's a really good point because one of the things that we could do better with in Austin, I think, is like there's so much opportunity to discover new music that the reason that shows don't do like there are bands that are great and they play to like empty rooms. And the reason I think for that is that you know, people don't know that they're going to be great. They don't have that. There's no trust. Like when you, when you come in as an artist and you play a, like a, a town for the first time, that's the hardest point yeah. because nobody knows who the hell you are. That's true. And they don't have any expectation. Like when it's Peligrosa, we know what Peligrosa is. It's always a dance party. It's always right. a good time. Body rock is the same thing. So that's why those events do well. Cause, and again, going back to like, would it like when you go to the movie, like, you expect to have the movie cost a certain amount of money because you know what you're going to get when you're there. Mm-hmm. And that's the challenge with live music is that 
you have to kind of you're in a position where or we're in a position. I, you know, my my team and I and all the other folks on Red River are in a position where, you know, at least some of the time we ask people to take a leap of faith and come no, through because they yeah. might not know who the band is, but if it's on stage at our club, it's going to be something that, you know, is worth checking out. So, so then that brings me the question of um, how would you promote a new band that's never been to Austin and people want to hear them and we have all these social media channels, would there be a way to do some kind of stream or something where it's like, oh, check this band out and here's what they sound like prior to coming in? Whereas the analogy of the movie, it's like, okay, where there's a preview. Me personally, I'd rather go to a venue and be outside, whereas I'm stuck for two hours in the cold air conditioning, wasting my time on maybe a hit or miss. But I'd some people would rather know like, hey, I want to visualize these guys playing or girls and I want to hear what they sound like. So do you guys do a good job at promoting new artists that kind of way? I think, you know, obviously every show that we have, there is a Facebook page and there's links to check out the artists on those pages. We do blasts. We have a SoundCloud where we, you know, pretty much put everything that's coming through the room is on that SoundCloud and people can check it out. You know, the digital space is super crowded. People are like it not is. so, you know, people are just bombarded all the time mm-hmm. with so much stuff. So, you know, that goes a certain, you know, way. I think the the biggest thing that you can do to is to put the band on before a band, you know, a local band or a bigger band that people do know what to expect mm-hmm. with. And then it's like, you know, you kind of give people the opportunity. Like, you know, they know that they're going to hear, you know, p-funk and it's like okay well we'll put this band you know um golden dawn orchestra orchestra that not too many people have heard of but now they get to play in front of this bigger audience and now more people know about them so you know that's a big thing and then the other big thing is is festivals and you know the 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 fun fun guys the acl guys like a big part of the the way that you take a band that doesn't have a market or it doesn't have you know, history in a market is you put them in a festival position. Right. And then, you know, they get in front of, you know, an order of magnitude more people Absolutely. sometimes. Yeah. And that <laughs> helps you to be in a position to, you know, to sell a couple of hard tickets and, and actually have people like know about that band and know that they want to see them in a smaller room and in a more and, intimate setting. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing that works too is that, I mean, as much as we have social media, I think it, it's gotten to a point where, Whatever you put out there is drawn out by everything else, whether it's Twitter, it's Facebook, it's even Instagram. And yeah, it's, it's easy to hit like. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're he actually going to follow up and, you know, act on it and actually go and check it out or participate or even tell your friends, you know, tell your, tell your friends about it. So I think at, at the end of the day, you know, word of mouth is still what works best. Uh, I know personally, I've introduced uh, Body Rock to a lot of people. Uh, Big Rosa, same thing. Yeah, you bring your friends. Yeah, I bring my dance freaks, yeah. And, and and I think that, and the complaint I hear all the time is, oh, Austin is it's always the same shit every weekend. That's why I don't go out anymore. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, you're not really taking the time to, you know, to go and, uh, to go and explore or even ask someone who actually knows you know, what's going on. You know, I recommend things based on what I, based on how I know my friends. So if I know I'm surrounded by dance freaks, all my friends love to dance. So I'll say, look, 
don't tell me you don't know where to dance and you know me mm-hmm. and I know about Peligrosa and Body Rock because you have no excuse at this point, you know. So I think at the end of the day, you still got to, you know, spread the word, invite your friends and tell them, hey, we're going out. It's going to cost you five bucks. It's going to cost you 10 bucks, whatever it's going to be. So be prepared for that. As long as it's not <laughs> like a showstopper, like something that happens, like unfortunately sometimes is like, you know, the day of show price is, is like a lot higher than the pre-sale price. Yeah. And so like, it's not so bad when you do it in advance and you plan it, but so many people don't plan so far in advance. That's another yeah. common thing that I hear from other buyers and promoters in town is like, oh, Austin is such a late market. Meaning, it's so meaning true. Like, Cause I is. would rather my day can change by the second every day. So it's like, for me, I don't like to plan my personal life where it's like, I'd rather just have, instead of spending the money cheaper, I'd rather spend the money there. Yeah. yeah no, you're on the feedback. This is Maurice. Uh, Maurice. Maurice, he is, um, he's a rejected hearts club photographer. Oh, cool. (laughs) Cool. Cool. So, you know, I was, I was listening to you guys talking. I was thinking, you know, it's one of those things where if you told me, I think it depends on your your demographics, but if you told me on an airplane, you know, I'll take out a row of seats. If you pay a little bit more so you don't have to be squashed in, I'll probably say, yes, that's the same concept that the movie theaters have done with the uh, eat-in experience, right? So they've removed the seats, yeah. but they're making more money in other areas uh, between the food, and then you're getting a different type of person that wants to come, right? But, you know, I think it's tough with music because, obviously, if it's a new band, you know, they want as many people in the venue as possible to get the word out and, and to become known, right? right? But when you look at uh, you look at One World Theater, it's very intimate setting, uh and they bring good quality acts there, and then it's just a completely different experience versus, you know, the uh, ACL South by Southwest versus, you know, it's people are packed in everywhere, right? But I think it's just the demographics compared with the economics, and then you know what people are willing to do and what experience you're looking for. So, I think I think you bring up a good point because um, if you if you sell it like, hey, you know what? If you come to this joint, you're not gonna be stuck to a, to a, to a sweaty dude wearing a smelling his armpits all night. Like this would have been great for right. you yesterday or over the weekend where you just said that you had these 19 year olds yeah. like all up on you. Right. So if you sell it, that like, was at emos, right? Sure. Yeah, that was at emos. Yeah. So if you say, Hey, if you come to this thing, let's say, I know you haven't worked out all week. And if you come to pay gross, are you going to get your cardio on? <laughs> Trust me. You sell it, you sell it like that. Just don't say, Oh, we're going to a dance party. It should be fun, but you got to pay five bucks. And da, 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 da. But if you kind of, you know, you market it, right? Yeah, You market it, it right. Up. I think, I think it's uh, doable. You bring up a good point, man. And, and you Absolutely. know, Absolutely. I, uh, I think, you know, like we, part of figuring out how to make things work again, going back to like, we were talking a while ago about, you know, how to, how to like, deal with the issue that people are are only able to pay, you know, like only want to pay this or don't want to pay. Right. You know, it's our job as, as venues to figure out how to build a system or build a, a business around what people are willing to do. And so what, what we've done at Empire, at least, um, or what we're starting to do is we have free shows. We have free shows mm-hmm. um, on Wednesday nights. Sometimes we have them on Friday, sometimes on Thursdays, you know, kind of like whenever we have a situation where, it's a new artist and we can't put them in front of a bigger band. 
we'll do a free show and make take that you know basically we we usually lose money on those things yeah a great example is chop shop that happens every wednesday and it's really focused on you know producer-based dance music mm-hmm. and we have a lot of great partners around town who have you know kind of different little scenes that that or i shouldn't say little but different scenes different like pieces of the dance genre that come together and kind of you know get to hear things for the first time and you know we're able to to do that and then the next time they come through they have an audience so that we can you know book a show and charge a low like the right ticket price maybe it's five dollars maybe it's ten dollars and i think you know what you'll see from empire in the future is more of those consistent things that's that that seem to be able to like you know you know, either they're free because it's new stuff that you haven't heard or the price is low and it's consistent style of music. That yeah. seems to me to be, to be the format that that's going to work out for this market for us. So, you know, every once in a while there's that $30 ticket, but you know, a lot of the stuff that's most successful for us is building things like body rock and Peligrosa. Right. You know, and that takes time. It's not something that happens overnight. Now, uh, one of the points and Jay just brought that up uh, in the chat uh, and then we'll wrap things up. A lot of people don't carry cash. Yes, that's a new thing. Yeah, I mean, I always, my mom always told me, always carry carry fifty bucks just in case. Well, I mean, not not that you know, not everybody can actually you know go out with fifty bucks. But I'm saying the money they're willing to open a tab at the bar, but they can't carry five dollars, ten dollars in in their you know in their wallet you know just to pay for cover. But yeah, they'll pay for to park in a garage mm-hmm. or something like that. So, um, what if you had a, like a card thing? Yeah, square readers. We actually, that's, that's a new thing that we do have now. Oh, good. There you go. Say. You heard that, Jay. No excuses anymore. They can run yeah, your you card can, at the door. We, yeah, we Did run Maurice cards already hang out? We didn't say bye to him. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to. Thanks for award, calling Maurice. Yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> just uh, award him the, the $50 tag. Oh, tab. nice. That was, that was a great this. point. That was a good point, Maurice. Uh, you just won the fifty dollars tab. I didn't buy her. Why not? Hey. I didn't buy her. You get to meet uh, Stephen, and he'll show you around and all of that stuff. So, congratulations again, the fifty dollars tab, uh, courtesy of Peligroso Tequila. Shout out to Benzo, and uh, yeah, we're gonna wrap things up because we've been talking for a while now. That's great, and I'm gonna shamelessly plug Maurice really quick. If you ever need an event photographer, he's a great guy to shoot. All right. Well, I'd love to meet Maurice. There you go. We'll have a shot of Peligroso. Yeah. There you go. Connections. <laughs> you hear that, Maurice? You got any, uh, so where can people find out? You got anything you want to plug real quick? Oh, well, I mean, certain, like EmpireATX.com is our site that has all the events that are happening at Empire. You can check that out anytime. Our, we also are obviously really excited about Weird City Hip Hop Festival. You can go to WeirdCityFest.com and get your weekend pass, get your VIP ticket, that's going to be an incredibly good time. It's going to be an incredibly good party, and you should you should check it out. Yeah, make yes. it exciting. Why should they check it out? Oh, you know, there's <laughs> some great performers. Jay Electronica. Jay Electronica, Rock, Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs. Danny Brown. Danny Brown. If you know your hip-hop, this is going to be the place to be. And a ton of other great young up-and-coming artists from Austin, yes. from Dallas, from Houston. Nice. Nice, nice. A rap battle coming up. I'm on the site right now. I love it. I think we just announced that we're doing a pre-party or like kickoff party with Bun B at Mohawk. So that's cool. There you and go. And then we're doing a B-Boy battle and a barbecue on Sunday after the event. So VIP ticket holders get four days of great hip-hop events. GA passes are $65. VIP tickets are 150 
and uh, yeah, go go to weirdcityfest.com and and get your pass before they're gone. Nice. Um, I have an announcement to make. Drum roll, please. The next feedback party. <gasps> get excited! Is gonna be on Sunday, September twenty seventh in the afternoon. Sunday fun day, and guess where? I didn't party control room. Woo! So a big thank you to you, Stephen. <laughs> I don't have actually air horns. Like you like can pull button. one up. <laughs> we missed it. That was me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll have to do it next. Yeah. Time. So. The next feedback party is happening on Sunday, September 27th during the day at Empire. There'll be a podcast first uh, for an hour or so, and then we'll turn on the party. So more details uh, to come. Make sure you follow the feedback on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. And then uh, I'll, as details come in, I'll let you guys know what's going on. On another note, we're doing a live podcast on the 28th of August. It's, it's a Friday. Yes. At Cotone Italian Clothing. That's on Guadalupe by Nice Cakes over there and 30th in between there. Yep, by Torchies a little bit and there's free parking. Yeah. So we're doing a live show there. That's a part three of our dating and nightlife Ooh, series. Yeah. If you haven't heard the first two about <laughs> knocking lungs loose and, and nutty buddies, go back and listen. It was and funny. now I'm added, so it's going to be trouble, trouble. <laughs> yes. So uh, that'll be again on August Friday, 20. August 28th at 7 o'clock at Catone uh, Clothing, Italian Clothing. We'll have... Uh, what you you don't want to be selling some? Yeah, Rejected Hearts Club will be there. Um, some giveaways, obviously, some yes. cute, amazing clothes from Catones. I'm not a shopper, but highly recommend going check him out. And he's a cute owner, ladies. So, oh uh, yeah, so just tell a couple friends about the show. Uh, let me know all what your you friends, think. not a couple. Uh, Do it big. Come start, on. Tell your neighbors. Tell, tell your, your neighbors. Tell, tell your friends. Tell your family. Blast tell your coworkers. <laughs> Uh, and we do this every week thank you again for tuning in thank you everybody in the chat people called in congrats to Maurice for uh, winning the Peligroso tequila tab and uh, we'll talk to you next week ciao 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 peace